<clears throat> All right, are you ready? I am. Am ready. I sounding too hot? Am I okay? No, you sound all right. Do I sound okay? Do I sound hot? <laughs> <laughs> You're hey, just fine. You're just off. fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. You ready? <clears throat> Here we go. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome to Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Eric, your host for this episode, and joining me as always, is my co-host, Jason. What's going on, Jason? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Oh, man. It's been a long seven months. It has. It, you might say it's been uh, pain <laughs> <laughs> to get to this point. <laughs> uh, we are continuing. Well, I shouldn't say continue. We are at, the top, yeah. at the top of our list of the top 50 80s movie soundtrack songs. Uh, and in this episode, it all comes down to this. Numero uno, the big cheese. Number one, it is uh, the number one song in our list for 80s movie soundtrack song is Eye of the Tiger by Survivor from the movie Rocky Three. Yes. By the numbers. Known as the theme song for the movie Rocky Three, the song was released in May of 1982, a day after the movie was released. The song was written by Survivor guitarist Frankie Sullivan and keyboardist Jim Peterick, and it was recorded at the request of Rocky Three star writer and director Sylvester Stallone after Queen denied him permission to use Another One Bites the Dust. Hmm. Uh, it gained tremendous MTV and radio airplay and topped the charts worldwide during 1982. In the States, it held down the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 for six consecutive weeks in July wow. and August of that year. Wow. Uh, this is the band's only song to do to hit the number one spot. And it was the number two single of 1982 behind Olivia Newton-John's Physical. It spent okay. 15 consecutive weeks in the top 10. Not wow. on the chart, in the top 10. The second longest run of 82 behind Hurt So Good by John Mellencamp. Uh, it was certified platinum in August of 82, uh, signifying sales of 2 million vinyl copies. Oh, wow, but, 2 million. Yeah, I guess back then, I thought that was a million, but I guess back then that, mean, that meant 2 million? I don't know. Maybe it was two, two times platinum. Oh, maybe it was double platinum. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. true. Uh, the song has sold over 4.1 million in digital downloads in the United States alone as of 2015. Wow. <laughs> uh, the band won an award for best rock performance by duo or group with a vocal at the 25th annual Grammy Awards. You're damn was, right they did. <laughs> it was also nominated for the Grammy for the Song of the Year, and it was also nominated for Academy Award. Um, for the Grammys, Frankie Sullivan and Jim Peterick were the only group members invited to the ceremony because they were the producers. Uh, and so in protest, they didn't attend. And I vaguely remember this. At the ceremony, the Temptations performed the song. 
splitting the vocals among their five members and doing boxing inspired choreography to the song. I, I vaguely don't remember, remember that. that at yeah, all. I vaguely remember that. Um, the version of the song that appears in the film is the demo version of the song. Uh, the film version also contains tiger growls, which did not appear on the album version. Um, <laughs> and it features the original Survivor singer Dave Bickler on lead vocals. Mm -hmm. um, Jim Peterick said of the song's origin, uh, we got the initial rough cut of the movie and that scene where I, the tiger uh, appears in the end was cut to another one bites the dust by queen. And Frankie and I are watching this, the punches are being thrown and we're going, Holy crap, this is working like a charm. So they called Stallone back and said, why aren't you using that song? And he said, well, we can't get the publishing rights to it. Uh, so Frankie and I looked at each other and went, man, we're going to have to, this is going to be tough to beat. So we had the spirit of, mm -hmm. we got to try and top that song. Um, and I just started doing that now famous single note guitar riff mm -hmm. and started slashing those chords to the punches we saw on the screen. And the whole song took shape in the next three days. Mm -hmm. Wow. Sylvester Stallone loved the song. When he heard the demo, he told the group it was exactly what he was looking for but requested a mix with louder drums and asked if they could write a new third verse instead of repeating the first verse uh, like they had done in the demo. The group did what Stallone suggested. They went and went about modifying the verse and remixing the song. Now, suggestions from the actors and the directors are usually not what bands are looking for when they create a song. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But Stallone knew what he was doing. And Peter said, Stallone has a good ear for a hook. Just listen to his dialogues. He wrote all those scripts. He came up with I the Tiger for that script and those hook phrases like I'm going to knock you into tomorrow and all that stuff uh, is Stallone. <laughs> He's a genius with dialogue. And to me, songs are nothing more than dialogue set to music as far as I'm concerned. Um, That's a very good point. Yeah. Uh, as, as the years have gone by, the song has become a pop culture touchstone featured in an endless list of commercials, TV shows, movies, and sporting events. Uh, Peter said of the song, the song has developed a, a motivational aspect to it. I never would have predicted it. It seems obvious now, but we just wrote a song for a movie. The fact that it was huge wasn't a big surprise at the time. But what surprises me is that it's still around. Mm -hmm. It's still just, it's still uh, credible. It's, it's still not a joke, even though the Starbucks commercial kind of made it a <laughs> joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just know that there's something in the water with that song. I remember the song when the song came out, we were on the road with Ario Speedwagon. The song was getting huge ovations and I thought, oh, cool. But it wasn't until I went to a Pizza Hut restaurant in some random American town. Oh, I was hand sitting, over your heart for Pizza Hut. <laughs> I was sitting there alone eating pizza when the song came on the jukebox. This little five-year-old girl jumps up from her seat, hits the hits the dance floor and starts screaming, they're playing my song, they're playing my song, <laughs> and starts dancing to it. I go, now I know we have something. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting down in a Pizza Hut restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just imagining <laughs> that setting. With that and song on the on the Yeah, I remember on, on the jukebox. Yeah, I remember our hometown Pizza Hut and yep. where the jukebox was and everything. Yeah, I do too. That would have been wow. As a as an artist, seeing a little five year old girl perform your song. <laughs> I, I I'm not joking. I, I that know, has but I mean, to be just even for me, it was just be if that you're an artist and you sit and you sit and you hear your song come on the jukebox, that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's get personal. Okay, it's the summer of 1982. 
<laughs> and 12 year old Eric goes to spend time with some of his cousins in a little Oklahoma town called Stowell, Oklahoma. Uh, population, if we're being generous, about 3,000 people. Um, as soon as I get there, they're immediately talking about this movie, Rocky Three, because they've already seen it. Um, I haven't seen it or any Rocky movie at this point in my life. So I have no idea what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, so we decide, since I haven't seen it, we're going to go see it again. So we went to the theater. At the time, the Stillwell Theater is this rinky-dink, incredibly small theater. It didn't, have, it didn't even have seats all the way to the back. It had folding seats in the back. <laughs> um, and that's what, which is where we sat because the theater was packed. Um, and when you bought your popcorn, it was in a paper lunch sack and your drink was in a styrofoam cup. That's how rinky dink this place was. Okay. <laughs> so here I am with a paper lunch sack full of popcorn, a styrofoam cup and a folding chair watching Rocky three. And I was hip, I was hypnotized by both the movie and then the song comes on and when the song comes on, my cousins, both cousins just get animated because they already own this single. <laughs> and so they're singing along and they're punching in the air with the, with, with the movie. <laughs> when the movie's over, we go back to their house and they, you know, like I said, they have the single already. And we, and they, their, their house has one of those combo units where the TV's in the cabinet and the record players uh -huh. in the top and the speakers uh -huh. are on the ends uh -huh. and we put the single on and i guarantee you we played that single that day 20 at least 20 <laughs> times back to back after seeing the movie um it was i just that, that's like your memory was for ghostbusters that memory is vivid in my mind of us just just resetting that needle on that song over and that's, over and over awesome. again uh, so days later, after um, you know, I, I got back home, that was probably one of the first songs that I recorded off the radio. Nice. Um, but here's the deal. I didn't have a radio tape player combo at, at that point yet. I had a radio and I had a tape player. Mm -hmm. So I had to set my tape player in Next front of the, the radio. <laughs> And record, yes. and that's how that, that's how I got my first copy of Eye of the Tiger, because <laughs> my mom wouldn't take me to the store to buy the single, so I had to record it. And so I literally closed my door, put the you know put both of them in the closet so there was no extra noise, and record and waited for that song to come on, and recorded it with that rec that that tape player up against the radio so it could record that's it. funny that's, that's the funny. that's my first copy of <laughs> eye of the tiger what about you all right so i'm gonna spin you a little yarn here so <laughs> six years old i have a very vivid memory still in my brain about this song i don't know when i first watched rocky three i didn't see it in 82 i can tell you that six years old uh what i do remember like i said not with the movie going back to my childhood home so across the street directly across the street from my home were uh, three sisters and of course their parents that lived there and uh, let's just say they were wild spirits uh, <laughs> okay in, in the late 80s my teenage self uh, learned a lot from these sisters who nice. were a few years older than me uh, i'm pretty sure it's because of them i smoked my first cigarette uh. Uh, I, I drank my first sip of budweiser 
warm Budweiser, oh. and just it was not what I was expecting. Uh, so their, <laughs> but their influence wasn't all bad. Okay, so years earlier, I remember being in their basement. I don't know if it was in '82. I would assume it would be, um, and they had a stereo down there that might as well have been a jukebox to me. It had like flashing lights. So when the music was playing, I don't think it flashed to the music, but it was just kind of those random patterns that jukeboxes had back in the day. Oh yeah, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And the, the song that I remember spinning the most was Eye of the Tiger. Oh. So we would dance around in their basement there and being hypnotized by those lights on their stereo, <laughs> just soaking in the song. Yeah. And that's what, when I hear the song, that's where I'm taken. I'm taken back, and I, I wish I could find the stereo that they had because it was so glorious. And I always wanted to go over there and, and play records down in their basement just to watch just the lights move around. And yes. Things. But yes. that is the song that I remember them having and, and playing the most uh, on that stereo. <laughs> nice. Tiger. So I got an early dose of Eye of the Tiger before I even watched the movie. So that's <laughs> that's my memory first memory of the song but that i don't you know awesome. you, you said earlier about it being such a big hit on mtv i don't remember the music video playing at all and i'm pretty sure i watched it for the first time just in preparation for the show oh really yeah the the band you know like falling in formation walking yeah. through the city and yeah they're marching to their little garage set up there and yeah. they get out on the stage and there's some cheesy effects like there were back in the early eighties and <laughs> that wall of a hefty bag that's behind them during this song. Oh yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's so eighties cheese. I meant to go watch it today, but I just, I, I ran out of time and forgot, but I oh, remember, I remember seeing it on, on MTV at a friend's it's, house. It's so weird, you know, because, you know, when you're watching Rocky, there's all the sweat and stuff flying everywhere. Yeah. And they have these random, like, sweathead bobs during <laughs> during the song. Like, the, the dude at the keyboard or piano, he he looks normal, okay? He's This guy's got these big rimmed glasses, uh, dry as, you know, whatever. And... All of a sudden, the camera cuts back to him. He's soaking wet, and he tilts his head back like he's uh, Jennifer Beals no. in yes. Flashdance. It was I'm a like, very what is going on? Video. It and was then so you, cringe. you go back to like the drummer and the guitar player, and the, their heads are s suddenly wet beyond yeah. like profusely sweating, and they do that <laughs> with their head. I I was laughing so oh. hard last night. I had not remembered it at all. It's a very cringe video. <laughs> I, I don't I'm sure I don't remember even all of how much cringy it was but and why the beret I don't get that that was his signature was it his signature yeah okay. he, that was I remember him talking about that later on I mean several mm -hmm. several years later on but that was his signature he was he was trying to create a look <laughs> and so I got you. apparently his choice was beret <laughs> that's well hey you know hey. to each his own each why his not? own yeah that's right <laughs> the breakdown. So this is a this is such a simple song. There's not you know there's not a lot to it, but it's a it's the guitar riff that every kid learns how to play mm -hmm. when he first starts learning how to play guitar, because it is simple. But I think the beauty of the song is is how simple it is, but yet how powerful it is. I mean, oh, yeah. you know that. I mean, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You hear that 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 intro guitar that little that little yeah. pick. You know what that is. I mean, instantly recognizable. Every, everybody knows 
what that is. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the first songs I like because it's so simple. That's one of the first songs I learned how to play on, on guitar. But you play that for anybody and they're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you know, everybody knows the everybody knows the riff. Um, right, right. Um, I, but as far as the song goes, I love how during the verse, uh, especially the first verse, um, all you have is that one note guitar riff. And instead, you have the piano walking with the melody and just the guitar right. playing that riff. Yep. Um, and that little bass riff halfway through the verse where he just kind of walks up and back oh, down the yeah. neck. I love that. Oh, I, yeah. I actually sing that part of the song whenever I'm singing along to this. <laughs> if, if the song comes on, I'll sing that. I'll sing along with that. Bass. Uh, it's yeah. so subtle, but it's so cool. So much um, fun. Yeah. yeah. And then in the second verse, they do the same thing, but they add those single note guitar harmonies. Um, just it's just a like I said it's just a, it's a simple song, but man it's just got so much you know so much that people recognize about it. Absolutely, um, I love the synths that swell in during the outro. Um, well, the intro too, yeah. I mean, or the synth strings. I'm sorry, the string parts at the end or that swell in and out. Oh yeah, yeah. At the very yeah. at, at the intro, I love that part. I don't know why, but I just it just it's just got a mood to it that I love. Yeah. Yeah, those strings, I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. They come in and out at the end. But yeah, the swell at the beginning too is what I like, that cymbal slash piano yeah. swell yeah. just really grabs your attention with the just the you know the rhythm guitar. Do, 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 and, then, and then that beat, it just, it beats you into submission, man. Yeah. I mean. And still, you know, yeah. and, he, and, and he was right. The drums needed to be louder because those drums are, I mean, they're just. They're oh, powerful. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very powerful. The guitar work is just so great. And like you said, I, I did notice the bass line and it's so much fun. Some real fun licks throughout yeah. the song that just come in. You're like, whoa, and there's the bass. <laughs> and the cymbal crashes, you know, just make you want to headbang or, you know, whatever. <laughs> My ear, you know, it always goes to the lead guitar. But the next time you listen in your headphones on the treadmill, listen uh, <laughs> on the treadmill. <laughs> listen how well everything is mixed yeah the piano it's a the very bass, even song yes. the lead the keyboard the drums it is so well mixed and you you cannot appreciate the song outside of your headphones because it's they're so perfectly mixed together nothing yeah. overpowers really anything and unless it means to you know right but, yeah exactly no it's I, a very it's a very even very very uh balanced song as far as the mix goes and which just adds to it i mean you get to hear everything right my favorite part is just the main riff the you the in the the note that it holds out at the end bump 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 yes. and it just it holds it out the guitar <laughs> and the piano too they just hold it out on that last note you can't yeah. really hear the piano until the cymbals are taking out later on the song because the, right. the cymbals crash along with that at the beginning yeah. but when the cymbals aren't there you can really hear the piano come in too and it's this really long note oh man it's yeah. just so well orchestrated the whole song oh it is and it's just i mean it just it gets inside of you that's why we played it 20 times in a row oh, that day. Man. I mean, that's why my cousins were sitting in the theater singing along and pumping their fists in the air and, and you know shadow boxing because it just yeah it gets inside of you and makes you want to, you know, 
makes you want to do physical things yeah (laughs) work out or yeah it's like you know you're at the skating rink and if they do couple skate and you're sitting out and you're waiting to get back in or maybe you go play a game or get a snack when you start hearing the song you're back out on the roller skating rink you know it it just motivates you to get up and do something you know like you said but oh just i well 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 deserving i believe of the number one position on the list yeah i agree i agree too so there you have it that's the number one song uh bringing you know culminating seven months of counting down (laughs) um seven months yeah we started we were were talking before this before this we recorded the show we started the first episode was in april april the 9th i believe and Mm -hmm. so here we are it's uh we're recording this on November the first. So by the time it comes out, it'll be seven months. Yeah, it, it, it to, took us to, to, to the walk day. Through. To the day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so incredible. Um, this week's bonus songs are two different cover versions of this song that okay. I discovered while I was I was listening to this song early or late last week. Actually, <clears throat> the first is a big band swing version by oh Paul God. by Paul Anka, and I'm not gonna lie. This version is pretty damn good. Really? <laughs> I listen to band. it. I listened to it more times than I should have. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's really kind of it's it's really kind of good. I mean, it's it's really it's you just you just gotta listen to it. Okay. Um, the second version is by a band called Walk Off the Earth. I've heard of them, but I've never heard anything by them. Okay. Uh, I really can't describe the style of this song. It's acoustic something, but I can't tell you what it is. It's just it's just weird enough to be good. When I okay, first started okay. listening to it, I was like, eh. but when I got by the time I got into it and almost to the end, I was like, you know, that's pretty good. Okay, okay. So I don't think I've ever heard anybody cover the song, so I'm interested now well, to hear these. Two. And then there are, as I was looking, there were there are some other there are several metal bands that have recorded this song, have, have covered it, and they're just straight terrible. I mean. Mm-hmm. they're just you know horrible these were the two most interesting versions of uh of the cover songs that i heard so those are our bonus songs awesome why don't you give us a final contest update all right so here we are the contest update you've all been waiting for at least four of you four <laughs> all of four you of you yeah so coming into our finale tim needed to guess the song exactly and have gary whiff totally on his pick <laughs> To tie him. And Tim Gary, did his if, part. If Gary whiffed, he's going to rage so hard. Tim did his part. He guessed our number one song exactly. Oh, yeah. In fact, Tim, props to you, man. He guessed our top four exactly. Man. So he finishes with 11 points. It's almost like he was a ringer that we paid to do that. Almost. But <laughs> Gary, Gary loves his Rocky. Yes. He had Eye of the Tiger at number six on his list. Man, really? That low? That low. Wow. But it was enough to give him a final point, and he is our winner with a total of 12 points. Chad and Karen both gained a point. They both had Eye of the Tiger at number two on both of their lists. So very good for you guys. Very good. Chad, our buddy Chad finishes in third place with eight points, and Karen finishes with six points. Nice. So, Gary, we are giving you a uh, six-month membership to Spotify Premium. I'll get that off to you. I'm also going to send you uh, some records. You're going to get this song, Eye of the Tiger, on a 45 <laughs> single. That's awesome. 
and I've got several other singles based on uh, songs that we've picked that I'm going to send to you and maybe some other little goodies nice. uh, that I can find and uh, shove in this little square box. But uh, we're going nice. to send that out to you as well, Gary. Thank you guys so much for playing along with us. It's been really yeah. fun yeah. this season to, was, to get your feedback. And then, yeah. 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 The, the the contest was actually Chad's idea. So we got to give props to Chad for coming up with it. And uh, even though he finished third, we thank you for coming up with it because it was fun to actually tally up all the points and give that <laughs> leaderboard update every week. Yeah. So. Well, if you have Spotify Premium, which Gary will have very soon, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll hear every song that we've talked about in their entirety. If you're a free Spotify user, you will hear a quick snippet of the song. But if you're listening outside Spotify, visit the song clip links in the show notes that will connect you with the songs in your favorite music app. Uh, give us your thoughts on this final episode or any episode that you've listened to. You can find us on Twitter at Greatest Lists or connect with our website, GreatestListPodcast.com. If you want to stream episodes from the browser, you can there too. Uh, coming up next month, even though this is our last show in the countdown, Coming up next month, we're going to have a um, couple of bonus shows. Mm -hmm. We'll have a wrap-up show for the Hall of Fame inductees. Yeah, I had the idea of uh, us watching the actual uh, concert, the induction ceremony on HBO Max, which I believe is coming up in just a couple of weeks. So we're yep. going to watch that and uh, kind of report back as we count down the top 10 Pat Benatar songs. Yes, so that's going to be a really yes. fun show. Yeah. And then we're also going to do a honorable mention show for this list. There's right. uh, there's just, I mean, as we built this list at the beginning, before we started the show, we have 200 songs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not quite that many, but yeah, we have enough to do a whole another 50. Yeah. Easily. So <laughs> easily. When, now we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to do uh, probably do each do five honorable mentions. So that show will be coming out in December uh as well kind of so, in the interim yeah in, in, interim we're gonna take we're gonna take a small break till the first of the year but we'll have those bonus shows coming up in the next month or month and a half so right all right dude it's been a it's been a journey <laughs> a journey it's a been journey. a really fun i have learned so much this season and i've talked to like karen and, and some other people too chad who have said you know how much they have learned through listening yeah. to the show and we're right there with you guys i mean yeah, a lot of this totally. stuff we're, we're not musical historians by any means but i feel a little bit more towards that side just by digging out all this stuff and doing the yeah. research it's been really fun yeah. getting the history behind these songs and uh just telling there, our personal stories every there have been several times that i as, as i was making show notes i'm like oh wow i didn't know that crazy mm -hmm. it's also been interesting to see how many songs were written by just a handful of people. I mean, <laughs> True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those yeah. guys, those guys cleaned house in the eighties. Yeah. Just, just hitting it out of the park. So, right. um, but yeah, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed uh, revisiting some of those memories as well. So it was, it was, it was, it was a good time. I, I had, I had a blast very good time. This. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been really fun. And we'll be back uh, in the next month and a half with some bonus shows. So uh, stay tuned. We'll see you then. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.